Hey guys, this is Coach V here. Hey, I'm Coach David. And this is the Kaizen Karate Podcast. You know, this is also going to be on video today, so we're doing video as well. So if you want to check it out on YouTube, you can. Uh, we're all over all the major uh, podcasting platforms, uh, you know, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pocket Cast, everywhere. Go check it out. Uh, one thing we want to say before we jump into things, guys, is go ahead and uh, please, you know, like and share uh, the podcast. And please share with, you know, your best friends and all those good things. But please, the other thing we need is we need your help. Uh, if you can give us a, a five-star review, we'd really, really appreciate it. It helps us uh, to be found uh, out there on the on the web. And that would be super appreciated. Coach David, how are you doing today? Doing great. It's a nice sunny day. It's a Friday. What's not to be happy about? Yeah, you know, we're in the month of November. It's 2020. We're getting mighty close to Turkey Day, you know, Thanksgiving. And, you know, we're, we, we live in the Washington, D.C. area. I know we have some people who follow us who are outside the U.S. And uh, if you're, you know, following us and tracking with us, hey, welcome. Um, so next week, next Thursday is Turkey Day. Do you have any? Uh, it's, it's my favorite holiday. So I'll just go out, you know, no, it's no hints. No, nothing's even close. Jolly Fourth is good and all these holidays. I love Thanksgiving. Um, normally I get together with my entire family, but not this year. So, uh, we're going to be home. We're going to make the best, uh, Thanksgiving meal we can here and enjoy what we can enjoy. That's exactly right. I think, you know, as much as it's a, it's a very different year, I think everyone knows, um, I'm very much looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a, a nice time to kind of just, to just be and, you know, reflect and, you know, reflect on the things in the past, but also think about good things to come. So I'm, I'm taking a very positive spin on it. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we, we, we tend right now to be thinking negatively, like, oh, we can't do this, we can't go here, and this isn't affected. I think we also need to look back and be thankful. I mean, I am sure that everybody, no matter how they've been affected, and I know that, you know, there's some really bad and sad things going on, there's some positivity somewhere. Maybe you found a new way to train. Maybe you found a new hobby. Maybe something's come up in your life that you didn't, wouldn't have found otherwise. So hopefully we can all find something to be thankful about. I think that's very well said. It's very well said. Um, so, you know, I want to shift gears here. Uh, so folks, here's the plan for today. We're talking about, and it's an article that I found here on time. So I'll link it in the show notes. If you want to check it out in the show notes, um, you know, we'll put all the details, all the links. So you can go check out the article on your, on your own. Uh, it's from time.com. And I believe the title of the article here is COVID-19 is making Americans even more sedentary. The effects could be long lasting. Now, full disclosure, this article's from back in May. Um, so, you know, obviously some time has passed, you know, we're recording this uh, November, 2020. But coach, I think there's a lot of things that are, you know, pertinent. So let's get started here. So here's the, you know, a couple of excerpts that I wanna share with the, you know, with the Kaizen, uh, you know, family here is number one, only 25% of American adults get the government recommended amount of exercise each week. Only 25%, a quarter, which is 150 minutes of moderate or 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity plus two strength training sessions. So when I say that to you, what comes to mind? What's the first thing you think about? Wow. Well, I used, I, the first thing that comes to my mind actually is it seems like they keep raising the bar. Like, and I think it's a good thing. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's like kind of like the food pyramid. You remember they used to have the old food pyramid and it was like, um, I don't know, it was like you had your, your, your fruits and vegetables and then your meats and it kind of did this. And then they said, no, 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 we, that's, that's wrong. We're doing this. 
it feels like, well, first it was uh, maybe two times a week at 30 minutes of exercise. Then, then slowly and surely it's gone up and up. And I think it's a good thing. But on the other hand, I think people are going, wow, how am I going to get this in? I don't do this. What does that mean for me? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the thing that I saw when I first saw the statistic, you know, it said only 25% of American adults get the government recommended amount of exercise. First thing I thought was, and keep in mind, you know, this is, you know, we're a couple months into the pandemic as of the writing of the article. Uh, as of today, we're about, what, eight months or so? Give yeah, or eight months. You know, it's, um, that's kind of scary. You know, it, it, you know, I think if I'm understanding, and I'm not, not an epidemiologist, I'm not an infectious disease expert, but I think all of us feel like we are after reading all these articles and watching the news. You know, the one thing that I've gathered from watching all these experts talking on TV is that you put yourself more at risk if you're not exercising. Uh, you put yourself more at risk if you're not active and having an active lifestyle. And, you know, the thing that's concerning to me is that, uh, you know, gyms are closed. Uh, if they are open, you know, if you live in an area where your gym is open, uh, not all gyms are open, then, you know, the challenge is there's heavy restrictions. Uh, there's a gym not too far down the road from us that, you know, puts heavy, heavy restrictions on how many people can go in there. Uh, even if you're brave enough to go into the gym, um, you know, how do you know it's safe? How do you know it's clean? You really don't, right? Um, let's go to the next point here. The next point is the data are still coming together, but early reports suggest the pandemic is making Americans more sedentary than ever, and the effects may be long lasting. Let me just kind of speak to this real quick. You know, I think there's, you know, there's a couple points we're going to make further in the podcast here, but, you know, will the effects be long lasting? Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, you and I both share this, I know, is that, you know, working out is a way of life. Uh, I was actually talking on, and I think, you know, we were on in class last night, we had our, our Brown and Red Belt class, 730s on Thursdays. And, you know, we, we had a great chat with a couple of the adults and we were talking about um, karate, you know, getting to black belt. It's not just about kicking and punching. It's about having a healthy lifestyle. It's about doing these things, even when your coach and peers and other black belts are not watching. You wanna be a black belt inside class. You wanna be a black belt outside of class. What do you feel about that? Well, we call this black belt behavior, right? Um, eating smartly, um, keeping your body physically active, keeping your mind sharp, um, awareness. We've talked about the Zanshin, you know, combative awareness being a, a, you know, we don't test it on the black belt. It's not part of what we do, but I sure hope that if you get to be a black belt, your Zanshin is very high. So all these behaviors, we call them black belt behaviors, I think are indicative of someone at that level. And I think it's extremely important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, here's another point we're going to make, guys. You know, in a sample of about, and this is all from that, uh, from the article. So if you're just popping here, popping in, and you're kind of, you know, skipping forward here, uh, the information we're sharing comes from a Time article, time.com. Um, so in a sample of about 3,000 U.S. adults, people who were meeting exercise guidelines before the pandemic reported an average of a 32%, this is crazy, 32% wow. reduction in physical activity once social distancing measures went into effect. Those who were sedentary before, shocking, tended to stay that way. But I mean, that's a big drop. So I'm gonna say that again, out of, out of about a sample of about, three, so they sampled, right? They surveyed, right, 3,000 US adults. Um, if, they, if, the, if those individuals were already meeting the guidelines, there was a 32% drop. I mean, what's, what's the solution here? I mean, what, you know, so, in May, so things may have changed, but I suspect and anticipate that, you know, the results will be very similar. 
So that's like a thousand people, basically. A thousand people have reduced their physical activity. And one can guess, well, maybe they have more child rearing to do because their kids aren't in school. Maybe they um, were taking social classes, you know, like spin classes or group aerobics, and they're no longer meeting because the gyms were closed. There's a whole bunch of reasons you can figure out, but those people who are not now exercising are probably going to be in danger of not starting back up again. And I think that's a fear. Yeah. I mean, that, that's big. And, you know, out of 3000 people, 33, you know, 32% reduction, think of it like this. Uh, so coach David, I'm going to use you as an example. You know, we're, we're looking at each other here on zoom and, you know, imagine there's someone to your left, imagine there's someone to your right. And then there's you sitting in your seat. One of those three people stopped exercising. And hopefully it's not you. Hopefully it's not <laughs> right. You know, so if you think about it, that's, that's, you know, and keep in mind when you get sedentary and you stop exercising, that's, that's going to have a snowball like effect into having health issues guys. And, you know, one of the comments that I've gotten a lot, I mean, I can't count how many times I've had adults or students tell me this um, adults, meaning parents of some of our students, they say, you know, my student is just not into zoom. They're just not interested in training online. I hear that because guess what? I don't think anyone's first choice is to train on Zoom. I mean, I think there's some people who enjoy it, right? And I'm sure there are. But on a whole, I think most people enjoy the in-person. Most people enjoy that human interaction, going to the gym. I used to tell you, I have so many friends that, you know, I used to really just enjoy seeing in the gym. And, you know, my family, we would all go together. My kid would be in the daycare. I mean, it was just, it was a wonderful experience. It was very healthy, right? Now you got to work out at home. So, the way I'm, I'm seeing this is, you know, even though Zoom is not, you know, optimal, even though it's not something that I think we look forward to, you know, because, you know, obviously it's a lot of screen time, especially after a long day. I don't think the alternative, which is sitting down all day, is a good choice either. I mean, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I, I, it's like anything. You, you, we're trying to make the best of the situation. If you can't go to the gym, do the best you can bring the gym to you. We, we, we try to bring karate to everyone who wants to do it. Um, I personally agree with you that for a lot of people, I think they just, they just have the mentality of, well, I can't hack it anymore. I just can't do it anymore. And I think that's, it's sad, but some people, they get fed up. Me, I personally have an attitude of I'm embracing it even more. Like it's, it's like a lifeline. Someone's handed us this great technology just in the nick of time because five years ago, if this happened, there was no Zoom. We wouldn't have been sitting here, you know, even having this. So I look at it the other way. I'm like, thank goodness we have this and it's not perfect, but it's pretty darn good. And I'm going to enjoy the heck out of it until we can get back together. That's exactly right. I mean, I want to share this with you and I, you know, want to share this with our whole, you know, audience here today. Um, when this whole pandemic hit, I was, you know, I already had plans to kind of set up a, a home gym workout space, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I was still going to the gym, you know, still doing that, but this is just in case, you know, those days when you're busy, you don't feel like going, yeah. you know, parents out there, I'm a, I'm a parent myself and, you know, just things are busy. You know what I, you know what I mean? And instead of like, you know, having an hour, hour and a half to, to drive there, work out, drive back, if you could just squeeze in 20 minutes, 20 minutes, that's better than doing nothing. So one of the things I did coach was, I, um, you know, say, you know I, I didn't do it all at once. I did it in phases, you know, so I saved up for it and, 
you know, I, I didn't buy new equipment. I bought stuff on Craigslist or I bought stuff on, you know, some of these, you know, chat forums or Facebook, you know, Facebook has these, um, you know, marketplace and all these things. There's a million, one of these things. I don't, I'm not advocating for one is better than another, but what I did was, you know, I got a set of dumbbells from this person, or I got a, you know, some, some push up, uh, you know, the, the holders, you know, from another place. Uh, maybe I waited till a sale came about in another place. I just kind of pieced together my gym. I think sometimes we think we have to buy everything at once. And this is where Kaizen really comes into place, continuous incremental improvement, right? You don't have to do it all at once. And thinking like this, Coach David, what would you say the average cost of a gym membership is? Oh boy, it's probably very expensive. Um, I don't know, gotta be uh, a couple hundred dollars a month at least it can range right i mean it depends where you go i mean i know we have uh, one of our black belts she works at a gym right in uh bethesda we live in the silver spring maryland dc area i think it's a, at least a couple hundred bucks right you know to, to work out there it's one of the top you know most prestigious gyms in the area there's a gym not far away from me that's about 14 to 20 bucks a month you know now the challenge is at every single price point for those gyms you get what you pay for you know so some of those you know that you pay a little bit less it's crammed in it's you know you got to wait for equipment things like that here's where i'm going with this let's say you're paying 20 bucks a month what's 20 times 12 um what 240 bucks right mm -hmm. let's say you work out for 10 years hopefully more right that's 2000 and 2400 my thought is this is that we've learned from this pandemic right that you know what it's like to live at home maybe you don't like going to the gym maybe you want to save time why not just take that 2000 and I'm in a gym's out there. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to <laughs> business for me. But what if you take that 2,400 and you invest it into equipment in your house, you know, and you put it into, you know, you don't have to get all the newest stuff, but you get stuff that, that works. I read this article once coach David that said, um, you know, the gym industry, some people say Arnold Schwarzenegger, he, you know, kind of made it popular and made it big. I don't know. I think there was a lot of people that, that played a part. But think about it, even as people age, does their steel gym equipment age? Do your dumbbells age? Do your dumbbells age? No. You know, as a matter of fact, a good rule of thumb for those of you who are listening here, if you pay about a dollar per pound, that's about the going rate for used, you know, weights right now. You know, if you get some of the more fancier stuff, maybe a buck fifty, two bucks per pound, if you get some fancy, you know, plates and whatnot. But I think there's something to be said for you can turn around this trend, you know, where one out of three people has stopped working out, go spend a hundred dollars on some weights, you know, just to do some basic exercises, you know, join a good class. We offer classes. There's many other classes that are out there and, and turn around that trend. I think it's an outstanding idea. And the, the thing is, there's so many things that you can do around your house that would count as exercise. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm personally, you know, I also have my home gym and I, I love that, but go out for a walk. Most yeah. people have a bike, get on the bike, you know, even go do some yard work, right? Brisk yard work, moving, you're getting some arms in there, you're getting some cardio, just be active. I think the problem is that people put too much pressure on, well, I got to get dressed and I got to go to the gym and I got to look right. And I got to, you know, it's, there's, there's way too much put upon it. The whole goal is just be active, go, go play with go outside. You know, there's a million things you can do um, that are cheap and well, not once to get the job done, but it's a, a good thing to do in our current circumstance that will help towards 
keeping you fit. Yeah, I mean, I know you and I are both Apple users. You know, one of the things that I use all the time is that watch and I track the steps and I make sure that I'm moving. So if you're out there, I mean, I think pretty much everyone either has a phone or some kind of smart watch or some combination of the other. They're pedometers. I don't know if everyone knows that. Your, your, your watch, right? Your phone, whatever you may or may not have, right? Hopefully you have one, at least the phone, right? It's a pedometer. You can check how many steps you took. Start tracking that. And I guarantee you it's going to directly affect your mood and your well-being. You know, the more you do consistently, the better you're going to feel. So here's the next thing I want to share. In some of the countries, now this is coming from that Time article, in some of the countries less, meaning the U.S., in the U.S., some of the less densely populated states, Alaska, Kentucky, Mississippi, New Mexico, and West Virginia, uh, step counts have decreased by much less than in urban areas such as Washington, D.C. So what they're saying is in the more rural areas where there's more space, where it's not as congested, not the big cities, but more of like the, you know, the suburbia rural areas, they haven't seen the decrease in steps. They haven't seen that decrease in physical activity. Um, I'll give you a case in point. We had students early in the pandemic who um, were training with us on Zoom, March, April, May. And I remembered watching these students, um, two students come to mind, two different families. One family, I remember, you know, due to space constraints, that everyone, all the family members were in that common space, that common area. And that's hard, you know, because they live in the city and they move there for convenience. And a lot of the times, if you move to the city, you're not moving there to have a palatial space, you're moving there to be close to everything. And then I know another family who actually, they moved out of state when this first happened. And a lot of people were like, well, why would they move out? That's pretty, you know, we didn't know how long this was gonna go. Right. They, they made a very good choice. And they moved to a place that was, you know, a much bigger space. You know, each member of the family had a, you know, a room that they could be in and a dedicated space. Um, what do you feel about that? I mean, in terms of, you know, the less densely populated states, you know, and, you know, they haven't trended down. They've actually stayed pretty much the same. That's very interesting. Um, you know, I think if you live out where there's a lot of space, you probably moved there for a reason because you liked having the space, you, you know, maybe like nature or you like having um, property to, to move around in, whatever. Um, but I don't like to give that as an excuse for the rest of us. Um, there are plenty of ways that you can make your own space. Now, I know, you know, it's challenging. Um, I have three people in my home that Zoom every day. And of course, you know, you can sometimes hear each other. You're all on conferences. You're all, you know, using bandwidth, but you make it work. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? This is not a luxury time we're in. This is a, you know, hunker down, make it through. It's going to get better on the other side. So for the rest of us in, that are in the, uh, you know, out in the streets that, you know, are, don't have the big space, I want you to get out there and keep working out. Don't find that as an excuse not to train. I 100% agree with you on that. You know, you got to you got to do what you got to do, even if it's uncomfortable. 100% agree. Um, I'm going to I'm going to skip here to our next point. We want to share with everyone today is, you know, again, all coming from the article. Physical fitness fades surprisingly quickly. I think we all know that. Uh, it, meaning when you take time off, it can take as little as a few weeks of inactivity for health markers like oxygen uptake, blood volume, and muscle strength to take a hit. It can also take longer to get back in shape than it took to get out of shape. One 2015 study found that it took about six weeks to regain muscle strength after two inactive weeks. So Coach Dave, you know, this is a karate podcast. From a karate perspective, talk to us. I mean, how does that 
you know, the whole idea is that physical fitness fades surprisingly quickly. How about someone who maybe took off in the beginning of the pod, you know, beginning of the pandemic? Can they still start back now? And what advice do you have for them to start back? Well, I think it's important to say, in my opinion, it's never too late. I don't care how long you've taken off. I don't care how sedentary you are. You take the Kaizen approach. You start doing a little bit. You build up slowly. You can get back. Yes, I understand it might take longer than it did to to lose your fitness or wherever you are. But I, I hope people don't listen to that and go, well, there's no hope for me. I've been sitting here for eight months. I haven't done anything, so I'm doomed. No, 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 no. Start now. Start today. Go for a 15-minute walk. It's a beautiful day. I don't know how many people are going to hear this today, but just start somewhere. Make that first step and build on it. Use that as a, a rallying cry to yourself to push yourself to keep going. We had now, Coach, you got to tell them. Tell about this T-shirt we just finished and everyone's got. Now, tell us about it and, and what it means with regard to this. Funny you say that, right? And I was going to bring this up later. Thank you for reminding me of this. Is, uh, we just finished a, uh, a 2020 um, no days off t-shirt. So those of you who know me, you know, like my favorite color is black and my second favorite color is also black. So <laughs> I need to change colors. You know, that's a big deal for me. It's hard. You have to really you know, force myself to do it. Um, but we did this like military green uh, we put our, you know, the Kaizen Elite patch on the back. It just looks phenomenal. You know, dry fit, the whole deal. And the whole idea was, is that if you trained consistently over the pandemic, you know, up until that point in time, you're qualified to get the t-shirt. And the whole idea was not to say that someone's better than another or anything like that. None of that. We're a very inclusive group. The whole idea was to recognize the students, men, women, boys, girls, who put in that extra effort. You know, it, you know, it wasn't a rank, it wasn't a patch, it was nothing like that, but it was a, it was a way to look back and hopefully sooner than later, fingers crossed, hopefully we'll be able to look back, right? And say, hey, I was there. You know, I remember I was, uh, it's probably like in high school and I remember seeing this shirt, you know, I survived beach week, you know, or people, you know, there's all these silly shirts that came out, like I survived this or I survived that. And it was like some like two day event or, I survived the pandemic, guys, you should be proud of yourselves. And I mean that, and I really mean that. Like, you know, if you're still standing, you know, figuratively and literally, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't care how down you are. I don't care how bad you feel. I don't care what state you're in. You're doing well because you're here and you're listening and you're alive. You know, so the one thing I want to just challenge everyone is see if you can find a buddy, right? If you're, if you're doing well, if you're in a really good place, you're working out, you have a job, if you're an adult and if you're a student and you're doing okay and you're in good health and all that, that's good. Now you have another challenge. I call it the duty of the strong. Find someone who's not doing well and see if you can help lift them up, right? See if you can help pick them up and make them get into a better place. I view that as a teacher for all the teachers who are out there and instructors, I view my role as not just to go out and teach each night when I'm teaching. I view my role as to help to motivate. I view my role as to help to kind of get people into a better place. Because Coach David, I'll be the first to tell you, there's some days, you know, I'm human. You know, I got a family, I got kids. You know, there's nights, you know, my, my little one who's an infant doesn't sleep and, and I'm exhausted. But then I think to myself, you know, people are counting on me. You know, and if you're an instructor, you know, you have such an important role. It's a role of trust. And you want to make sure you don't break that trust. And I don't think anyone does who's listening, you know, because obviously probably wouldn't even be listening. But I'll say this is, you know, when it, come back, when it comes back to that shirt, when it comes back to the whole idea of what we're all about, 
it's, it's getting yourself into a good place. And then once you're there, try to help others get into that good place. That is so well said. And um, just to everyone understands, to me, no days off is sort of like, it's indicative of don't get out of shape. Like, I'm not going to let myself be in a position to do that because I'm going to make sure that I'm doing something. And I think a lot of people think that's got to be, oh, well, I got to go out and run 10 miles or I got to go, you know, to the gym for an hour and a half. No, that's not what we're talking about. It, no days off isn't about doing something like that every day. Some days it's mental thought. Some days it's talking to people. Some days it's just writing things down, like maybe in your journal, your karate journal or whatever journal you might keep. So to me, it's, it's a lifestyle. And I think we started out by saying the martial arts black belt for me is a lifestyle. It's not a destination. And I hope people who are listening to this can kind of gravitate to that, understand it and embrace it. And then you're not going to have to worry about, oh, I took six weeks off and now I can't get back into shape or I'm one of these one in three people who have reduced their activity. This is a lifestyle you're going to embrace for the rest of your life, not just through the pandemic. Exactly right. You know, as we begin to close out, I have one more you know, thing to share. Uh, in, in that Myers study, which is in the article, they found that people who said they've scaled back on exercise during the pandemic have also reported poorer mental health than those who maintained a workout regimen. That's huge. You know, it's already tough enough as it is. You know, I was listening to this uh, podcast. I want to say it was the BBC, the, the, you know, the British, you know, news network. And they were saying how, um, you know, there was some, it was talking about the New York schools that were closing yesterday. And it was saying how, uh, you know, there was a, a parent who was saying how parents have had to go through unimaginable challenges. Those who have kids who are school age. And I can't even imagine, you know, what, what parents are going through. And I know the natural feeling is, well, I'm so busy, I don't have time to work out. I think it's, you know, I can make an argument, you should actually view it the other way. I'm so busy and have so much going on that I have to work out to stay in a good place, to keep the ax sharp, to keep the blade sharp, and, you know, to be able to help everyone else. You know, if you're the head of a household, meaning a mom or a dad, and, you know, you're you know, a provider and, you know, you have kids or people who look up to you, I think it's more important than ever to work out and to, to do something physically active because you have little ones looking up to you. You know, if you're a teacher or educator or anything like that, just trust me, like Coach David said, go for a walk, you know, do something. Maybe you don't want to, you know, go in and, you know, invest into workout equipment or things like that. Fine, no problem. You know, my old uh, karate teacher, he used to say, uh, one of the reasons he loves running was all you need is a pair of shoes. And no matter where you are, if you have your shoes, right? Now the Tarahumara Indians in, uh, <laughs> they, might, they might disagree with that. They, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, that book there. Yes. You know, I know there's some barefoot runners and minimal, minimalist runners out there who disagree with me, but for the average folk, for us mere mortals, you know what I'm talking about? You know, if you got a pair of running shoes, you just get out there and you go for a run. That's really all you need. Everything else is a bonus, right? So well said. And uh, here's a little tip. Make it the first thing you do in the morning. Like get it in before you even deal with breakfast and kids and work and all that stuff that can kind of really take a wear on you. Get up. 30 minutes early, go downstairs, do some push-ups and jumping jacks. Go outside if you live in a place where you can take a quick walk, but do that the first thing and you're gonna find out the rest of your day so much better. You're already gonna have it in. You're gonna feel like, ah, oh, I can handle whatever the day comes because I've already done the most important thing. 
So Coach David, I got to tell this funny story to the audience here. And, um, you know, I hope you don't mind me, I'm sure you'd love to tell the story. Do you remember back in the day when we first started doing karate camps? This is, you know, hundred years ago. And, um, you know, we had a van. And so I used to drive the Kaizen van around, right? And um, I remember I came by and your son was very young at the time. He wasn't a black belt. And I remember, and I was shocked to hear this prior to camp, you, you, the both, you know, the two of you guys, and I think, you know, all the, you know, you and your, all, both of your kids, you guys would work out in the mornings. Is that right? That's right. We, uh, we called it calisthenics. So and, um, your school, you're not just telling us what to do. You've done this. No, no, no. This was literally, we'd get them up, they'd get up early. And actually, I didn't even have to wake them. They were really excited by it. But we would be downstairs in the basement doing our exercise and our working out, you know, working on katas and techniques and all sorts of stuff before breakfast, before getting dressed, before any of it. For, for years, we did that. And it was like, I mean, it was fun, first of all, because who doesn't want to do that? But second of all, I thought it was a really good thing to instill upon them. Like it's, it's uh, and I'm going to ask you about this in the savings world, in the financial world, don't they teach you to put your money in savings first, before, you know, invest it first and then pay out the rest to, to, so you can make sure you get that done? Yeah, I mean, one of the key, key concepts in personal finance is pay yourself first. You know, and one of the other ideas is dollar cost averaging, you know, just you keep putting it in incrementally, regardless of what's going on, you know, so you just make daily deposits into your workout, make daily deposits exactly. effort into your workout routine. That's exactly. Yeah, so and to, to me, I'm hopeful that my kids will take this and go forth, you know, and to, to their kids and so on. But in my estimation, I think it's saved me so much over the years because I've had that stress relief before I even get the stress. And so I feel like I'm ahead of the boat as far as being able to deal with things because I got that workout in. And it makes me mentally that much happier. That's awesome. And, you know, I just remembered, you know, I'd pull up in that Eisen van and, you know, your kids were just finishing their workout. And, you know, here we were, everyone's exhausted. It's first thing in the morning. You guys already finished the workout. I was, <laughs> I was literally blown away. Wow, they've already done it before we're about to go have a long day of camp. So I just, I, I always remember that. That stuck in my mind. And I was like, that's black belt behavior. That's what black belts do. That was pretty cool. So um, coach, can you start to close us out here? We have, you know, three solutions. Um, could you kind of get us going here? And, you know, and before we, you know, wrap up for today, I just want to tell everyone, you know, we really appreciate you being here. Um, you know, I hope you find value in this and I hope you share this with people. I think this episode in particular uh, it's right before Thanksgiving. It's before, you know, maybe we have some time with friends and family. I know there's different restrictions out for each state. So, you know, be wise, be safe, make good judgments for you and yours and, um, you know, do the right thing. Coach, can you start to, to wrap us up here with those solutions? Well, I, I think that it's important to just say doing something is important. So please, please, please take action. Like use this as a means to say, all right, you know what? I am going to do, and then make a plan, literally write something down. I am going to get up 15 minutes early and do 10 minutes of, of push-ups and jumping jacks, and that's going to be where I start. So please make that a goal. Uh, one thing I think we can talk about is we have a karate school. Yes. <laughs> we, actually, we actually do karate over Zoom, um, and it's a lot of fun. I think that if you talk to all the students we have, kids and adults, They'll tell you, you know, yes, it's over Zoom, but we have fun. Sundays, we have a lot of fun. Coach V and I teach 
Um, a bunch of different level classes. And it's just, to me, it's one of my highlights because I enjoy seeing everyone. I enjoy seeing the kids. I enjoy talking. So consider karate, consider Kaizen. Uh, we'd love to have you. Yeah. And, you know, I think about other sports, right? Basketball, you know, that's a winter sport. A lot of people play in the gym in the winter, uh, indoor volleyball, you know, I guess some people play indoor soccer leagues, things like that, at least in this area in Rockville, they have that, um, you know, there's so many different activities you can do swimming, but the challenge is it's so hard to do these during a pandemic. The one thing that I think, you know, we're, uh, I feel very blessed to say that, you know, fortunate and just in a good place to say this, karate, you can actually do it at home. Uh, you can do it really anywhere, right? And I think that if you're looking for something or if you know someone who's looking for something to stay active, karate is one of those things, you know, you can use your living room, dining room, you know, it all depends on the space that you have. Just clear out a table, a couch, you know, it depends on the space that you have in your house. You really don't need much. I'd say five by five is probably a minimum. Yep. If you have more, I think it's just a bonus. Uh, you don't have to have all the heavy bags or things like that. Um, but Again, check us out, KaizenKarateUSA.com. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N, KarateUSA.com. You can find out more there. Uh, if you're already an instructor or if you're already a student somewhere else, keep training. Keep training, right? And you know what? Do it with a friend. And you know what's going to happen is if you do it with your best bud or someone, you know, maybe your neighbor, someone who you walk with regularly or run with regularly, it's just going to make it even more fun. It's going to make it more pleasurable. And the time's going to pass. It's going to be an enjoyable uh, kind of a thing. Coach David, I'm going to share number two, which is a perfect segue, is the buddy system. You know, one of the things that I do is that, you know, I have a neighbor that we, um, we socially distance and we do our walks and, you know, we, we run together as well. But one of the things, uh, I have a, a dog and, oh my goodness, my dog every day looks forward to that walk. I think the dog looks more forward to <laughs> And, you know, you track your steps, uh, you know, your, your, your iWatch, your Fitbit, your you know, there's so many different kinds of fitness trackers, your phone, all of these track steps. Uh, so I think that's probably one of the easiest and simplest ways to get yourself into it. So if you're looking for like a couch to 5k kind of a program where you're like, look, I'm just not in shape right now. Don't go nuts, right? Don't go do something that's going to potentially cause injury. Just start walking, right? Walking is something we do every day anyway, and just start to gradually, but incrementally be consistent with your growth. Well said. And please, 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 uh, if, if you have any kind of issues, any questions, any like just you don't know where to go, but you, you, you want to do something, reach out to us. Coach V and I would be happy to talk to you, encourage you, give you ideas and suggestions. I mean, right. It's it's you're only the only thing you're doing is hurting yourself. Reach out. We can help you. That's exactly right. And, you know, if um. If you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, you know, I don't know if I should reach out. This is a very friendly place. Uh, it's not just for Kaizen students. It's for anybody out there, not just in the U.S., but in the world. You know, if you're, if you're interested, connect with us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can go to our website. We're really not hard to reach. Check the show notes. I'll put all the links there on how you reach us. Um, and that's, that's open to everybody. The third and final solution we have today. Now, remember, you know, we started talking today about this time article, time.com. Uh, talking about, you know, uh, the title of that article was um, COVID-19 is making Americans even more sedentary. Uh, the effects could be long lasting. But we have another short term solution. And that is Coach David, drum roll, please. Right. We're going to have a, uh, you know, normally those of you who, who train with us regularly, we know in the fall, uh, late November, early December, we always have our fall tournament. Well, after much thought and consideration, 
we're not going to do a tournament this year, but instead, uh, you know, it'll, you know, it, it in effect is taking the place of the tournament. We're going to do a challenge and it's going to be our Kaizen Karate Winter Challenge. Now, more information will be sent out about that soon. You'll hear about it. You'll see it. It'll be posted. All of those good things. Uh, this year, instead of doing trophies, we're going to do medals. So anyone who participates in it, uh, we want to encourage you. There's going to be uh, a finisher medal uh, that everyone will get. And there will be multiple ways you can participate. Uh, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet, but I'll say this. If one of the events is not your cup of tea, there will be other ways you can participate. Adults who are listening, we're going to have a special adult division. And let me tell you what I mean by that. It'll be an adult division for those who are martial artists, but we'll also have an adult edition, uh, division for those who are not. So maybe if you're listening and you have a spouse who maybe is just an expert at clearing that DVR, I mean, they are phenomenal at getting that DVR limit down. I'm joking when I say this, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe they're, you know, they really have grown attached to, to Netflix or things like that. And you know, both of you are maybe talking about, hey, uh, we got to move more. We got to exercise more. I don't know about you, Coach David, but, you know, I, I, my wife and I, we talk all the time. And, we're, and, you know, she made a comment to me about a fitness goal that she has. And so we have some fitness goals that we've set together. And it's really exciting. And I got to tell you, you know, without going into details what those are, the fact that we have fitness goals together, it, it, it just brings a certain level of excitement to the relationship, to the family. You know, our son is kind of, you know, he's excited to hear about it. So it just, it brings a bit of joy uh, in a challenging time. And I think that the Kaizen Karate Challenge, you know, it'll be a fall slash winter challenge. I think when everyone sees it, it's something that is accessible to all. It's open to everybody. Even if you're not part of the school, you are welcome to take part of it. Think about these running races and these virtual challenges. That's how you should think about it. So again, it's open to everybody. It's gonna be a fun thing. We want you to participate, but most importantly, we want everyone to be in a good place, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of the above. Well, that's fantastic. I can't wait to hear the details. Um, <laughs> I know a bunch of people who are gonna want that medal. So. Uh, it'll be a collector's the... item, Coach David. It'll, it'll be a collector's <laughs> item for sure. So <laughs> That's fantastic. Coach David, do you have any words of wisdom or any final thoughts for, for, our, for our Kaizen community here before we get out of here? Um, just want to say, try to stay positive, everyone. I mean, I know it's a challenging time. I know this is difficult, right? Everyone's kind of tired. Just try to stay positive. I mean, one step at a time, we'll get through this, right? We're, we, we've made it this far. They're talking about all these vaccinations. So they, like, there's light at the end of the tunnel here. We're kind of like, just need to go a little bit more and you can do it, right? If you're listening to this, you can do it. You know, I always believe that things are darkest right before the light. And I think if that's true, we're closer to the light than you think. And, you know, I'll tell you something in closing coaches that for me, I try not to get worked up or worried about things that I can't control. It's human nature to do that, especially with the, being bombarded with this stuff on news, social media and all that stuff. But one of the things I do is I just try to figure out every day, what are the things that I can control? And you want to figure out, you know, you want to have daily habits and, you know, that's maybe another podcast for another day, but you know, we've talked about a bunch of tips, a bunch of strategies, a bunch of ideas that you can share. But I, again, I just want to challenge everyone, you know, put yourself in a good place, you know, try to do some workouts with friends, family. I think you're going to find yourself, you know, being a lot happier. And, you know, before we get out of here, I just want to wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're safe. I uh, hope your family's well. And, uh, you know, if you're one of our immediate students or friends or things like that, you know, we're, we're thinking about you. We're rooting for you. 
And, um, you know, if you're joining us and maybe you're not part of the, you know, the, the classes that we teach, uh, we just want to wish everyone well. Be safe out there. Uh, make good choices. We cannot wait to hear and see from you soon. Take care, everyone. Take care, guys.